Hey, travelers, a little housekeeping before we jump into today's episode, which will feature an interview with Dan, the founder of Traveling Tranquilo. Uh, we will jump into it and share a little bit about him and his experience in traveling as well as uh, his phenomenal suite of solutions, of traveling solutions from which we all can benefit. But first, I want to take a moment to acknowledge the tragic loss of Anthony Bourdain, our brother in travel and food and enjoyment in the world. I think this news came as a shock to everyone and as someone who has sourced inspiration from his works and the value he's been able to provide another generation and trying to provide a similar value to our generation, uh, I definitely wanted to acknowledge that uh, through reading a couple of quotes that hit home for me specifically. Uh, Anthony is quoted as saying, travel is not a reward for working, it's education for living. And I think this, this is embodied in a lot of what we say as far as making a contribution whenever you travel and being in, and being an active contributor to the, um, to the cultures that you come in contact with. The second is travel isn't always pretty. It isn't always comfortable. Sometimes it hurts. It even breaks your heart, but that's okay. The journey changes you. It should change you. It leaves marks on your memory, on your consciousness, on your heart and on your body. You take something with you. Hopefully you leave something good behind. And again, driving that same point forward that we are citizens of the world and not just of the countries in which we reside. And we should look out for one another wherever we are. On a separate note, we mentioned a 16 liter bag uh, backpack that is part of the Traveling Tranquilo kit. Um, This will be available through a giveaway that we're going to run through IG. So make sure that you're following at the travel guides and at GQ five zero for more details on that. But additionally, Dan was gracious enough to provide a promo code so that anyone who is interested in the products, I know I featured this on my uh, story not too long ago when I was going on the hashtag TTG MDW weekend to New Mexico because I had the um, nomadic backpack that was super spacious and awesome. We talk about it, but he was, he was, if you are interested in anything, any of the products on traveling you can use promo code TTG two zero. That's TTG 20 and get 20 bucks off of any purchase of over a hundred dollars. So get you a quick 20% off there. And, um, I think that'll do it. So there'll be more, details to come but without further ado please enjoy this episode of the travel guys Thanks again for tuning in to another episode of The Travel Guys, the podcast dedicated to making travel easy for everyday people like you and me. I'll be your host, Just GQ here. Got my buddy Dan here with me, a.k.a. at Traveling Tranquilo. How's it going, Dan? Hey, I'm doing well. How about yourself, Dan? Doing well, doing well. Thanks for uh, making the time to to come in. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So, Dan and I have been able to, like, catch up a little bit. Um, We met... On a, a birthday wine tour, <laughs> shout out to Zach and Nina, uh, for our, our friend Nina's uh, 30th birthday uh, a couple years ago. 
Yeah. Uh, I remember so, we talked about Columbia a little bit. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, which is one of my favorite destinations, and I think that was a passion that we shared, shared as well. Um, I need to get down there. This has been a lot of people who have flooded... Started to flood Cartagena specifically. Yes, I actually two good friends of me and Zach actually were just down there as well. I've been following on Instagram. It brings back so many memories. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> the Medellin, tra- Cartagena. Oh my goodness, yeah, the travel envy is very, is very real. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so Dan graciously, like we we had chatted before. Um, obviously, you all saw the the backpack that I was sporting out in uh, on the on the hashtag TTG MDW the trip out to New Mexico. Um, and so he graciously, you know, threw me one of the backpacks and let me let me try it out over there. Great, great product as well. We'll get into that though. Uh, but it was he was nice enough to come down and make some time to come and chat with us. So Dan, why don't you tell the people a little bit about about yourself? Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks. Uh, thanks for having me. It's been uh, really interesting and cool to listen to your podcast and, you know, I'm honored to be on the show. Definitely. Appreciate yeah. It. So, um, yeah, my travel story kind of started back uh, right after I graduated college. Um, Where'd you go? I went to Indiana University. Are you? Okay. In the I know. Um, yeah, I'd never been abroad before and uh, I had a job all lined up and, you know, it was during the financial crisis. So, Start day got pushed back a little bit, so right. I had some time to figure out what I wanted to do. And uh, my but at wife, least there was a start day. Yeah, exactly. There, yeah, yeah. that didn't go away, right. so that was nice. Um, you know, my wife really uh, took the reins. She, you know, studied abroad and really wanted to go travel. And I had never been abroad before. Okay. So, um, you know, I was definitely open to the idea, but a little scared. You know, we didn't have a lot of money, so we had to figure out a good way to do it. So, um, you know, we decided to volunteer abroad. And we found a really good um, program in Nepal, um, which was great and also a little terrifying. Um, you know, terrifying for me because I'd never been abroad before. Right. I had no idea what I was doing, what I was getting into. You know, didn't have a lot of confidence going into that. Um, but at the same time, it was one of the greatest experiences I've ever had. Um, just being able to experience um, a country and culture so different to what I've known all my life right. since I grew up in the Midwest. And um, Where are you from originally? Uh, I moved all around. So okay. I was corporate America. So oh, I was nice. born in Ohio, lived in Michigan, lived in Indiana, lived in Illinois, actually did a stint out in Jersey for a bit. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, so all around, uh, but mostly, you know, Midwest uh, America. And so... Being in somewhere so different as Nepal was really a, an eye-opening experience for myself. So, what was the um, what was the uh, the the attraction for going over to Nepal? Um, honestly, we found a great program. Uh, we got to volunteer at an orphanage and teach a little bit of English along the way. That's awesome. And so, we really wanted to you know try and give back and help, uh, which was a big draw for that. And I think the other thing was. It was somewhere we didn't know anything about, never been to, and really wanted to push ourselves out there. Right. That's kind of the big draw. That's pretty awesome. Yeah. You scoot up to the mic a little bit. Yeah. And um, I think the other draw was the mountains. Okay. Something that we've always been drawn to. So, uh, you know, the Himalayas and Everest and all that. And that's that's pretty indicative of where you are now and out in, out in Colorado, right? Yeah. So you've been able to uh, to explore a little bit out there. Yeah, definitely. We, uh, we lived in Chicago for, you know, seven, eight years and recently moved out to, to Denver um, and just been exploring Denver, the mountains and, you know, the West in general out there. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm honestly, like selfishly, I'm, I'm intrigued to hear uh, the Nepal story um, just because, so I go to a church called Soul City out here. Uh, Zach and Annie used to go to it as well. And um, one of the 
I was in church this past Sunday, and they were speaking about a about a program to basically go. I believe it was I can't remember if it was Guatemala uh, or Honduras. It was somewhere in in Central America, sure. um, and I was just very I was very intrigued because I've always wanted to go on these trips, and it, I mean you're building houses like roofing and things of that nature, but I just have never pulled the trigger on it. So uh, I'm curious, like. I know you mentioned that it was like it was a great experience, but like, what were your what was your day to day like? What what, did, what were you actually doing when you were over there? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, so we had two placements. Uh, the first placement we taught English. Um, it wasn't as hands on. There wasn't as a, a much to do. Um, so I don't really want to talk about that. What I want to talk about is when we were in the uh, orphanage. Um, our day to day was really helping the kids and helping the people that ran the orphanage because there's only two of them. I don't remember exactly. I want to say there were um, eight to ten girls and eight to ten boys there. Right. Um, so they needed help with, you know, helping cook breakfast, helping get them to school, helping them with their homework, helping watch the ones that weren't old enough to go to school. Um, so that was pretty much our day to day was being, you know, super involved with the lives and the daily activities of the kids. Um, you know, and I think one specific story that really stuck out to me and touched me the most was, you know, you get to know the kids, you get to know their personality and who they are and how they function. And um, this one, this one kid, his name was uh, Bimal. And, you know, it's tragic, you know, some of the stories of the kids that get there. And he, um, he lost his parents in a landslide. Oh, my goodness. And so um, that's how he ended up there. And, you know, just being able to, you know, help him and connect with them and, the smallest thing I did was he, he lost his pencil, right? And, right. You know, the country's so poor, losing any type of school supply is a really big deal. Yeah. And, you know, the, the guy who ran the orphanage was pretty upset about it. And I was like, hey, guys, don't worry about it. I went down to the, the local, you know, mart. I don't, there's no word for it. And, you know, picked up a couple pencils and brought them back. And it was like the biggest thing for everybody there, including him, that I was getting him a pencil. But for me, it cost me nearly nothing, but to them, it meant everything. Right. Just being able to have that impact. And, you know, when I left, you know, I uh, he followed us all the way back to where we stayed. And, you know, he, he gave me a hug. And it was, you know, something I'll always remember. Just yeah. Just to touch somebody like that. See, that's awesome. That's something that, like, I... I... When you can mar- when you can like do good and allow and align your passion with that, that was more so. That was honestly what what spoke to me. I was like, well, you know, we go, <laughs> we go to X country and turn up and we just have a great time. Right. And we're just out here like just trying to trying to live life. Like, what if you could actually do some good while you while you are traveling and travel with a purpose and get like a very unique. Um, experience yeah. more so yeah so you had some traveling some like some challenges when you were um <laughs> when you were out there from a from a packing standpoint right i mean yeah. every, i think every, for context like everybody some some people listen to travel guys like you all have people have traveled abroad people are on the brink of traveling abroad they're flirting with the idea of waiting for the for the right time to pull the trigger so but what's something that is pretty universally <laughs> accepted right? is right. A, a, hesit- a hesitancy or a um, basically a need to pack everything that you own and take it over there because you have no idea what you're going to need oh, and right. how much you're going to need until uh, the next time that you go and then you have renewed perspective. So can you talk a little bit about sure. that? Yeah, I'll packing like to. struggles? Yeah, I mean, I totally agree with you. For me, I had no idea what I was doing. I've never been abroad before. Um, you know, thinking and having all of that context, you would think I would do five minutes of research on the climate or the culture, something <laughs> that would help me, right? right? But absolutely not. I just figured, 
take it all and you'll you'll make it work. Right. Um, and that strategy totally backfired. <laughs> <laughs> so I mean, I had this huge, uh, you know, backpack style backpack you know and it was super easy to find it on the luggage carousel right? right but after that it was a pain you know carrying it anywhere was awful it was heavy it's hot there you know i didn't pack the right clothes i packed you know heavy cotton t-shirts right you know we would go to sacred sites you know for the nepalese and i'm there in some you know fraternity you know soccer jersey that i had right. you know, in shorts you know i didn't pack the right stuff and i packed entirely too much and it got to a point where I knew I had to change something. So I ended up taking pretty much half or a little bit more than half of what I had. And I gave it to one of the host families that we stayed with because they had um, a boy and I figured he could use it or they could give it to somebody who would know what to do with right. it. And when I was giving it to them, there's obviously a language barrier. Absolutely. And they couldn't understand why I was trying to get them so much. you're trying to get them. <laughs> so like, you still need some thought. I was like, no, trust me, I have plenty more, you know. Um, you know, and even before that point, uh, one experience I had is, you know, I, I couldn't just sling the backpack up over my shoulder. Because it was so heavy, right? And This is know, the best thing you've told me. <laughs> so I had to, you know, kind of position the bag on a chair at the end of the bed and, you know, kind of squat into it, buckle myself in and stand up. Well, one time I wasn't fully focused on what I was doing. I stood up and, you know, fell straight on my back. I think you call it turtle shell. <laughs> yeah, the turtle. The turtle that's, all I could, that's all I could think about when you told me the first was that, was that uh, when you told me at the first time was that you were on your back and your legs and hands were just like... Exactly. So just struggling. Just right. <laughs> my pride's hurt. Christy, my wife, is laughing, laughing at me. I mean, with good, with good reason. I can only imagine. It's only funny to me because I totally identify. So when we, um, and shout out to Todd. I actually don't know. If to, I've shout out Todd a few times. I don't know if he actually listens to the show or not. But anyways, Todd, I moved over, as the people are probably tired of me mentioning, Todd and I moved over to Europe. This is my, like, breakthrough moment from a Wanderlust perspective. But I was super nervous about moving abroad. I had always wanted to, but couldn't because of, like, playing ball in college and, and whatever other obligations. I just never had the opportunity. So um, Todd was like, I saved up all my shekels, like, working through grad school, and I was like, I'm going abroad. And so um, it, similar similar to you, like, had, had a job, was like, all right, I'm just going to wait this I'm gonna wait this thing out. I'm going to yeah. go over and, and whatever. And Todd was like, let's go to, let's go to, um, let's go to Europe. So it's cool. We go to Europe. I pack... I mean, it was an insane amount of stuff. Like, all the clothes that I... I had, like, five pairs of jeans. I had, like, ten pairs of shorts. I had all the shirts I owned. I took... Two laptops, an iPad, two laptops, right? A, a cell phone, like it was. It was an insane amount of of things that I was taking just because I was like, I don't know if I'm, when I'm going to need this. I had all the snacks. I had five pairs of shoes. Like it was just, it was an insane amount of stuff. I had uh, an army bag, an army pack filled to the brim. I had a duffel bag, and then I had another backpack that was on there. The the duffel bag broke in Sevilla, I, I think Sevilla, Spain, and while I'm walking down the street, so I got like 
hug this bag with all my oh, other bags. <laughs> we were eating so much over there, I was certain that I was going to come back 15 pounds overweight. I ended up losing 10 because I was sweating out, just lugging 50 pounds of luggage, or 70 pounds of luggage, actually, because my, my pack was 50, um, through the through the street, like, just trekking across Europe. So That's it was unreal. It was ridiculous, man. And I was like, that, 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 has, that, was, that was what turned... My packing journey, yeah. I think, because I was like, I can't, I can't do this anymore, and it was a long journey. Yeah, but you know, I think everybody does sure. that too. You know, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, I think that's just a rite of passage. Just even me, you sitting there, you know, it's like <laughs> a rite of passage true. of wanting to travel and doing it, maybe long term or just a trip. You know, I feel like everybody goes through that of ten pairs of jeans, five pairs of shoes, right? You know, two laptops in your case, but it was a lot. I mean, the, the, the technology piece, and they're, they're heavy too. It was, a, it was a whole lot, man. <laughs> so, how did this? So, you started, you started traveling tranquilo. Yeah. How did this influence that? And what's take me through like the story? Like, why did you start? Why did you start this? What is it? What problem is it solving? Yeah, sure. No, that's great. Um, I always wanted to do something on my own. I always wanted to start and build something. Um, I thought that would be a really good path for me to go down. And while we were traveling abroad, um, you know, I sat there trying to figure out what the heck do I want to do? How can I help people? How can I provide a solution? And I always knew I wanted to do something related to travel. You know, ever since Nepal, even though I packed entirely too much and not the right stuff, I was drawn to it. And I figured that would be a really good place to invest my time and effort and energy into. And, you know, I think one thing that really struck me was ever since that time and that story, I tried to get better and better at what I was doing, find a better backpack, find how to pack a little bit less. How can I be more efficient in all of that? And, you know, one of my my strengths is research and trying out stuff. That's just how my mind works. And, you know, I figured if I could put all of that together and develop something that could help travelers avoid the mistakes that both you and I have made, right? right? So avoiding two laptops, avoiding 10 pairs of pants, and trying to help people travel better so that they can get more out of their experience. I think that was huge. Like, that was, if I would have had someone who could help facilitate me not looking like a jerk, uh, lugging all this, all this luggage through, I think that would have been, that would have been huge just to have like a resource. Um, I, I think I mentioned you, Todd showed up, I showed up, you know, looking like a fool with all these bags right. and Todd had like a very compact backpack <laughs> and like a small <laughs> double. Really. I was like, I think I did something incorrect here. <laughs> I was like, but he's going to be sorry because he doesn't know I have everything that I could possibly need. And then halfway through uh, when I knew it, when I wore a quarter of my stuff and used accord of the stuff that I brought, I was like, I did this totally wrong. Right, right. And it seems something so trivial, so insignificant, but I really feel that it can impact your trip in some type of way. Oh, yeah. And for me, that I hold travel so near and dear that I don't want anything to interrupt my experience in that way if it's something I can prevent on, you know, before I even go. Right. You know? So how, who, are you, who are you working with? Because you're, you're working with a few different people and kind of like pulling it together, right? Yeah, yeah. So I did um, a bunch of research. I actually, you know, try and use everything that I recommend and sell. Um, and I went through the gauntlet of figuring out how can I best develop a system for people. And I found, you know, a bunch of brands that I use and trust. 
um, a lot of them were started by travelers. Right, nice. And so they have a lot of that mentality in their in their mindset when they develop these and market these and, you know, work with companies like myself who are in that space, you know, trying to help everybody travel better and more smart. That's dope. Yeah. So tell me, uh, so I have the nomadic, the nomadic travel pack. I'm reaching for it right now, pulling it up. This is yeah. what you all saw, uh, saw pack. This thing was was pretty crazy. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, when he um, Dan sent it to me, and I was like looking at it. And he he said that he thought about calling me and giving me the <laughs> the the, uh, the lowdown on it, and then decided against it. And I'm kind of glad that I'm kind of glad you did, because when I looked in, I was like, there's a ton, there are a ton of pockets on this thing, and so um, even like looking through it and trying to figure out like where everything goes i did have to consult there there's a youtube video that is quite helpful um and so i yep. consulted that it's on this on the traveling tranquilo site and we'll I'll put that in the show notes but it it this backpack is insane because it um let me let me back up i showed you yeah. my favorite backpack you did so my sandra brought me his backpack when i was like 16 it was a it was a hiking backpack. It had like the straps, the buckles, everything. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. I literally wore this thing is in like is in pieces. There's holes in it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I will still use it if the situation is right. And so when I saw this, it seemed like the 2.0 version, really like the 2018 version of this. Mm-hmm. But it was, it, I mean, it doubles as a, as a duffel bag as well as as well as a backpack. Super easy to like get in there and find all the stuff. We were on uh, Sandia. In New Mexico, uh, on the way to Santa Fe, and I remember I could not find my uh, my tripod. Like I was like really, I was like I was like I know I have this in here, and I went in this bag and like it was so easy to open it up to to lay it flat, open it up, and dig throughout without having to take everything out. Right. I, I think that was when I realized I was like, oh okay, this makes this makes right. a ton of sense. And that like, was a the, big the a big point for me, right? Yeah. Is when you get a, a backpack and you want to carry and try and be hands free. Most you can only open from the top. You got to reach your arm in there, pull ninety five percent of your stuff out right. to find that one thing. And so finding a backpack that you can wear as a backpack and open it up lengthwise to be able to get in there, like you said easy find it and get on with what you're doing that yeah. was a big part of that for me but then the, the compartments also make a make a big difference like i have uh, i have my journal right here and so even having a compartment for that as opposed to like i mentioned the army pack where that is just like it's a one pocket deal you just drop everything in <laughs> there if you put it at the bottom if you if you, where you wear one pair of shoes your other shoes are at the bottom of the back probably not gonna touch it for the whole time <laughs> it means everything's got to come out trouble. yeah so so the so the, the pockets definitely make it a lot easier to uh, to maneuver and to separate everything to make sure that you can you can get to it. Um, what other what other items you talked about the the total system right? So yeah. walk, walk me through like the the total system of yeah. what, of what. So I wanted it to fit together real nice, and so I you obviously can't take that bag on day trips like you did to Sandia or right. You know if you're gonna go exploring a new city in Europe, you don't want to carry your main bag around with you. So. Yeah. The second piece, what I did was I found this um, backpack from Matador, and it's a packable backpack. So it literally functions as a 16-liter backpack, but then you can pack it into itself, and it's literally the size of the palm of your hand. That thing is super cool. It's it's probably the coolest thing that I found. And um, what's great about it is since it can pack down that small... You can just toss it in the main bag. You don't even have to carry it with you if you don't want to while you're, you know, getting from point A to point B. Right. But you have it there when you need it. And on top of that, it's waterproof, right. which is amazing. That's pretty awesome. Um, you know, and, and then I included packing cues because I'm a huge organizational freak when it comes to packing. You know, I want to put it in there, roll them up nice, take them out, 
And the packing cubes I picked also have hooks on them, so you can literally put them on hangers in a closet, (laughs) open it up, it's like your own little dresser. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, And then the last couple things I have in there are all related to electronics, so going abroad, you know, shocked me the first time. You can't just go abroad and plug your phone in anywhere, so making sure you had an outlet adapter, and then, you know, long transits on trains, planes. Um, you don't want your phone to die or just going out and taking photos all day. You don't want to worry about your battery life. So there's a portable battery. It can charge your phone a couple times, slide it in your Matador bag, and go out exploring all day and not worry about You're it. You're good to go. Yeah. And I think that like the we had a um, a packing uh, episode on here one for one for guys that I did one for girls that my uh, for for women excuse me that my uh, my buddy Bianca did um, and so she was talking about the packing cubes as well so I think nice. she uses she like compartmentalizes yeah. all of her all of her things when she's when she's packing up yeah. um, and I'm not gonna lie I feel a little bit like Oprah right now uh, <laughs> because we are gonna be giving away. The backpack, so yes. it's gonna be it's gonna be a great a great time. That was a, a very terrible over impression, but uh, <laughs> you know the point is is that you get a uh, a, a backpack, a six, the sixteen gallon uh, backpack that was mentioned that folds up literally into <laughs> uh, a. A vessel that can fit in your in your hand. A vessel. It's <laughs> a great word. You have to see it to believe it. Yeah, He's not making it up. You can't think of a right word. True. Yeah. So true. we're going to uh, follow up with you guys on that. Uh, make sure you're, you're turning you're tuning into uh, IG at the Travel Guys at GQ50. There will be more details uh, to come there. But yeah, this is this is super super helpful. So I'm just I'm very I'm excited to use it more. I got a little bit of a, of a preview yeah. working there, but I think I mentioned to you and it's very the back. I'm I'm honestly like the the duo that I'm super super hung up on is the the main backpack and then the 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 day pack. Yeah, just because practical use. I do I I obviously like use my camera a lot when I'm when I'm out and so. I currently have a Tumi bag that I use that I carry all the stuff in, but I'm but if I could leave the Tumi bag, no shade to me, uh, <laughs> and and put it in the in the day pack, yeah. that would be a lot more practical, you know, as right. far as as far as I'm moving around because it's a lighter weight bag and won't take up as much space, et cetera, et cetera. So I think that that's something where if you are, let's say you end up at, uh, I'm thinking Rome, go to Rome, and you you're in your you're in your hostel. You are not not your house, excuse me. You're in your you're in a hotel. No, that probably freaks some people out. <laughs> uh, um, but you're you're in your you're in your hotel, and you've got all your stuff. You load it down. You're but you know you're going out. You're going to the Vatican. You're going to uh, hell. You're going to see Rome. You're going everywhere. And then you can just take the backpack, put your camera in there, put your snacks, put whatever you need, right. which you, whatever you need in there, and then you have a lightweight compartment where you don't have to worry about losing your stuff or where you're going to put it or who's got what because you can make sure that you have everything that you need in this one pack exactly. then take it back and just load it a la carte back into your into your main bag fold the bag up into the into the aforementioned vessel and then <laughs> stu- stuff that in there and you're good to go exactly. it's like no harm no foul it's the best system that I found and you describe it exactly right and that's what I wanted to do for people you know, I wanted to give them that option. I wanted to help them avoid the mistakes that both of us made. Yeah. And I think it's, you know, um, a really solid solution for the traveler that's looking for how do I, 
go abroad and what gear do I need? Maybe it's your first time or you're going to teach English after you graduate or you're looking to upgrade everything you have to something better. Right. Um, you know, and that's really what I want to do with all that. So it's great that that's how you figured it out, that it worked without me even calling to tell you how it works. Yeah, so that's, absolutely. Man. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> where are you, uh, where are you headed next? Yeah. So, um, I know you mentioned you all were like exploring out West a little bit, like yeah. kind of the, un- the uncharted territory out there. Yeah. So 2017 last year, uh, yeah, we went out, um, exploring Colorado all around the state. I did, um, you know, a little 10, 12 day trip by myself to the Canyonlands in Utah and Moab and then the Grand Canyon. But, um, this year, our big trip, uh, my wife and I, and actually we're going with her parents. Um, we're going to Croatia and Bosnia nice. for about 16 days. Nice. So we're going to go down the coast, uh, you know, see a bunch of great coastal towns, Dubrovnik for all the Game of Thrones fans. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> and um, then we're going to go to two towns in Bosnia. So I'm really looking forward to that part of the world. Never been to that side. The closest I've been is Italy, but nothing in that, that neck of the woods. Yeah, know, I so. haven't been over there either. I was thinking about... Uh, Yacht Week, but that was, I think that was the only thing that was going to take me over to, oh, yeah. to Croatia. I might have to do that. Speaking of Game of Thrones, uh, I don't, if you ever get down to Meow Wolf, since you're on that side of the, of the nation in Santa Fe, one of the producers of Game of Thrones, like, gutted this warehouse and has, like, five to seven artists that were, like, that were designing this, this trippy maze. Oh yeah, like, yeah. It's like it's nuts. So if you go, if you have a chance to go in, it's like part mystery. It's like Chuck E. Cheese in escape room. Like have a mashup. It's like it's very, it's it's wild. But that like, sounds really yeah, cool. you should definitely go and <laughs> go and see it. I'm sure we were one of the uh, the only people that weren't on drugs in there. But it was like it's pretty, it's pretty dope. It was dope. It was dope. Silver, right. silver under the influence. You know, do your thing. But it was it was very it was dope. What's the um what's the draw with Bosnia? Why Bosnia and Croatia? Yeah, I think um, since we are going with their parents, uh, we wanted to pick a place that was easy to travel to but still had a really good cultural feel to it and um it's been highly recommended by our friends um megan and al went there on a nice long road trip and actually nina and zach met up with them in croatia too and so they all you know said how much they loved it they recommend basically told us where to go which was great to have another traveler recommend you know where to go so we wanted to go in that part of the world and having a personal recommendation has been great so, yeah that would be awesome do you yeah. all already have it like try, already oh, yeah. uh, mapped out and everything oh yeah yeah are you the planner or is your wife so when it comes to like picking towns and the big picture planning right. she's on that oh okay like, all over <laughs> i kind of sit back and let her do that because she's so good at it but right what i do is i do the logistics you know this train to this cab to this apartment, right. you know, kind of the more, you know, that side of things. So I think you take that and that and add them together, it works out perfectly. That's beautiful, man. Yeah. The olive theory, you yeah. know, it's like everything, the yin and yang, the yin and yang working together. Yeah, man. So what, what's what been your favorite, your favorite country so far? Yeah, I mean, it's really hard to pick because every country has so many great qualities about it. You know, right. you can find something you love about each, but... I think the country that really is over the top for me um, was Ecuador. Um, Where was, were you in Ecuador? Like yeah. Quito? Yeah, we were in Quito for nice. a while. We spent about, I want to say, six weeks in Ecuador in total. Um, if you add the Galapagos cruise on it, I think it was closer um, to two months there. <sighs> I've wanted to go to the Galapagos for yeah. so long. Yeah. So we started in Quito, which is an incredible city in and of itself. Right. right. I mean, you're on the equator, but... It's supposed to be super hot, but you're at this high elevation, right. so it's really comfortable. Um, and then we went to this town outside of it, which has all of these uh, volcano craters. 
So it's all these exploded volcanoes, awesome. um, which is awesome. And then we did this hike. It's called the um, Kilatoa Loop. Okay. And so it's a four-day hike through the mountains, and it's the back country of Ecuador. And the instructions are like, all right, walk two miles, and you'll see a tall eucalyptus plant. And just go, right. <laughs> That's it? Yeah. And we're like, what? <laughs> crazy yeah so i mean you are in their countryside and you know when you get to this um volcano crater i mean it is indescribable me it's massive it's as big as you can see the water is this turquoise and you are so high you're in the clouds and it's an incredible four-day hike up there so like the first point is you have mountains right right like i said before with the himalayas love the mountains um, and then the other thing that we did there that was such a highlight is we went to um, the rainforest. Oh. And so we wanted to find a way to visit something that, you know, we all hear about the destruction of the rainforest. I wanted to see it. Right. You know? And we did a lot of research to find a way where we could go and have um, the least amount of impact possible. And we found a great guide, a great company. You know, we left Quito. We took um, this long bus ride. And then from there, you hop on a truck. You take a long truck ride. And then it was five hours in a canoe. Oh, my god! And so you're sitting in this. Five hours in a canoe? Yeah. But it's like they hollowed out of a log. And you're just sitting there in it as they, you know, have the motor or whatever. And depending on the rain of the previous few days, depends on how high the river is. And if it's a little bit lower... They have to stop because there's a bunch of runoff logs in it, and they have to sit there and hack it with machetes until the log breaks so you can go through. Oh so, my I mean, gosh. we were out in the middle of nowhere. It was nothing I'd ever seen before. And, you know, we stayed at a place, there's no running water, no electricity, whatever, but that's what we wanted. You know, we wanted to be out in it. And um, we did four days out there walking through the rainforest. You know, we saw fire ants, macaws, wild monkeys. Um, you know, and they, they really try to do a good job of hiring, um, you know, local tribe people to give them jobs that aren't involved with the destruction of the rainforest. Right. And, you know, so much knowledge was passed on. I could probably do an entire podcast about stuff I learned in the rainforest. That was That's that wild. cool. Um, and then the other thing that they have, so is, you know, mountains, rainforest, and then the beaches, right? Yeah. And I think I, that's more so where I was. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I wasn't in the mountains yeah. like that. So we did two weeks at this beach, and, you know, we found it was more long-term living. And, you know, you rent it by the week. And we literally did nothing but surf, be in the ocean, the sand and sun for two weeks. And it was amazing. Was awesome. I've never done that before in my life. And that was such a cool experience. And we'd have our sunset beers and the locals will come and do all of this incredible surfing, you know, seeing right. that. So that was a great experience. And then last um, was obviously, like I said, the Galapagos. Yeah. Um, we did a 10 day cruise and, you know, seeing all of the, the natural beauty out there and the wildlife. And um, what really put the cherry on top of that was our um, really close friends actually met us there for the Galapagos cruise. Nice. We had to do it all together. Um, was this a honeymoon? No, this was part of our, uh, we did a nine-month around-the-world trip. Oh, I didn't, oh, I forgot about this. I forgot about this. I remember yeah, you said this. Yeah. I, I was going to say, I was like, this, these days are adding up. Like, this, is, this is a month. <laughs> How did you fit that all right. I was like, I was like, how is this working? I'm so jealous about the, about the around-the-world trip, man. Yeah. Yeah, you were one of uh, our other listeners, Omar. He um, he did he did one, and it was like, and he, the way he was talking about, it, I was just like, man, if I I probably honestly didn't have the stones to do it when it would have been available to yeah. me, but like now 
and not even now, but I guess probably in like the last five years, I've been like in a different mindset to where it'd be like, oh yeah, let's do it. Like, yeah. let's, let's go. Let's go right now. So. You should. The question is, why not? <laughs> I don't know if it still exists because I knew Delta had the had the around the world ticket, but I don't know who else does now. Or is it like a, you know? I mean, I don't think you need. To you do just that. did it. You were yeah. just like, we're going around the world and we're just doing it. Yeah, I mean, I say around the world because it's an easy phrase. I mean, we were basically in South America and Europe. Fair. So, but still, yeah. I mean, nine months. I mean, that's like that's the dream to have like an extended amount of time where you can just like yeah. chill and kick it and really become become a local. Exactly. What right. made you want to do the hike? The hike? Um, that just seems like such a serious undertaking. It like, was. <laughs> while, like, the macaws and the fire ants, like, all that stuff seems very, like, adventurous and, like, appealing from a 10,000-foot uh, view, if you if you will. But, like, up close and personal, like, I, I would probably freak out a little bit if I saw some fire ants because I'd be like, oh, my goodness, like, this, am I going to get hurt? Like, what, like, what's going on? So what was, like, the, like, what was the, what was the draw? Yeah, I think... A lot of the draw for the way that I travel is I really want to push myself out of my comfort zone. Okay. I totally agree with you. Fire ants, <laughs> the jungle hiking. Right. Yeah. I don't want. I don't want to do it. The day that we get up and do it, I'm like, no, I don't want to do it. I'm going to stay in bed. I'm right. going to relax today. Lay by the hammock and read. But I really find that when I push myself, See, that sounded so relaxing. Yeah. Right. <laughs> that sounded so relaxing. Um, you know, but when you push yourself and you really put yourself out there to you know, explore what you can. I right. really find that that for me, after I get home, sticks with me more. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's fair, and I think that may, I think that makes a lot of sense as well. Yeah, um, one of my one of my buddies. I, I don't really want to put this out there, but like whatever. Um, my buddy Andy's always talking me into doing crazy stuff. I think yeah. he, I think we're gonna do Kilimanjaro. Oh, yeah, he told awesome. me, but like the way that he phrased it to me was so. Like borderline ridiculous because he was like, <laughs> I was like, how did you decide? He's always wants to do like some crazy stuff, yeah. like, and um, he's a lot more adventurous than I. But he was like, hey, I, 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 let's do this, and I was like, all right, cool. And he kind of phrased like, we're doing this, and I was like, okay. And I was like, how did you select this, uh, this mountain? And he's like, well, I looked for the one with like the highest success rate and the lowest fatality rate. And I was like, <laughs> oh, people are dying. I was like, that, that's what's happening. I was like. <laughs> He should have left that out of his sailor. <laughs> right. I was just like, I was like, I don't know how I'm feeling about this, yeah. but I do know that, it, you know, mild, like, knock on wood, uh, a mildly uncomfortable experience, but, like, the payoff will probably exactly, be huge right. just to have that, that type of accomplishment. So, yeah. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You should definitely do it. Yeah. I think you're already kind of committed. I, 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 I was committed, <laughs> but we'll see. Yeah, that's good stuff, man. Yeah. Well, tell the tell the people where they can where they can find you, and where the, and more importantly, where they can find uh, find the the great product. Yeah, so we're on Instagram at Traveling Tranquilo, and then you can find us on the internet at TravelingTranquilo.com. Nice, yeah. nice. And as you all know, and as I mentioned earlier, you can follow us at the Travel Guides. Uh, also follow me personally at GQ50 International Pete at Y E S S U R O Seven. Yes, sir. And that'll do it for another episode of The Travel Guides. And remember, your next adventure is just a click away. Thanks for listening.